Good evening. I'm Paul Drienzo with these headlines. The United Nations approved a motion to increase aid to civilians in Gaza today, but fell short of a call for a ceasefire in the 77-day-long war. The result of the vote is as follows. 13 votes in favor, 0 votes against, 2 abstentions. The draft resolution has been adopted. The resolution comes after days of behind-the-scenes diplomacy and a threat of the United States veto as Israel is widening its ground offensive in Gaza. The vote also comes after Hamas laid out its most detailed account of motivations for the October 7th attack on Israel and a call for elections to unite the administration of Gaza and the West Bank. The New York Times reports Friday Israel used at least two 2,000-pound bombs during airstrikes on Jabalia refugee camp north of Gaza City. Hundreds of civilians were killed and injured, according to hospital officials. The New York Times says the IDF claimed the strike killed a Hamas commander, but footage of the attack showed the target was in fact the refugee camp. Following the United Nations vote, Secretary General Antonio Guterres spoke. The real problem is that the way Israel is conducting this offensive is creating massive obstacles to the distribution of humanitarian aid inside Gaza. And Palestinian ambassador Riyad Mansour fought back tears as he recounted how a 12-year-old girl severely injured and orphaned during an Israeli attack was killed in another strike. All killed an Israeli's shilling over her house. She also lost her leg. And Donia said that while she will never forget her loved ones. She has to continue living. That she would become a doctor to help children as doctors helped her. But Dunya did not live to become a doctor or to memorialize her family. She was killed a few days ago, later. The vote on the motion to increase UN aid to Gaza had been delayed at least three times by behind-the-scenes politicking. The story was that the United States, on behalf of Israel, wanted to ensure there was no call for a ceasefire. Russia's ambassador, Vasily Nebenzia, took note. The council would essentially be giving the Israeli armed forces complete freedom of movement for further clearing of the Gaza Strip. And anyone who votes in favor of the text as it is currently worded would bear responsibility for that, essentially becoming complicit in the destruction of Gaza. United States Ambassador Linda Thomas-Greenfield hit back. I'm not going to respond to Russia's rant, uh, a country that has also uh, created conditions uh, that they are complaining about now in their unprovoked war in Ukraine. Thomas Greenfield went on to insist the United States was in the forefront of humanitarian aid to Gaza. To push for the protection of innocent civilians and humanitarian workers and to work towards a lasting peace. Today's vote bolster, bolsters those efforts and lends support to our direct diplomacy. The United States and Russia both abstained from Friday's motion. The United States had earlier vetoed a UN resolution calling for an immediate humanitarian ceasefire. There may not be much change on the ground, though. Israel says it's not giving up its onerous rules on how trucks can enter Gaza. Security inspections of aid will not change. Israel will not permit the regrouping and rearming of Hamas as the atrocities of October 7th can never be allowed to repeat themselves. 
More than 20,000 have been killed by Israel in Gaza, about 70% children and women, according to the Gaza Health Ministry. More than 50,000 have been injured, thousands more missing, believed under the rubble of the destroyed city. More than 40,000 buildings have been damaged or destroyed. In local news, New York City Mayor Eric Adams and New York City Department of Buildings Commissioner Jimmy Odo today took down New York City's longest-standing sidewalk shed at 409 Edgecombe Avenue, a city landmark which had been up for 21 years. The city filed a criminal court case against the building's property managers for their repeated failure to repair the building. It's part of the city's Get Sheds Down program. For far too long, these sheds have been on our city streets. We hear the concerns about them over and over again, and it's just excellent to see the longest run coming down, and we want to continue not to break those records again of having a shed up for 21 years. The building was an important site for black political organizing, home to the NAACP and its executive secretaries, Walter White and Roy Wilkins, as well as W.E.B. Du Bois and Thurgood Marshall. The shed was first erected in 2002. An engineer hired at the time by the owners found unsafe conditions around the brick and terracotta stone facade. Paul Durienzo, New York.